When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mirror man, mirror man, you twist and turn my mind until I don't know who I am. Mirror man. Good morning and welcome to a Close to the Whistle podcast. We've done our Patreon before the whistle, but things got a little bit spicy today. The Manchester United result went very much in the favour of Manchester United and Matt and I thought that we'd jump on a podcast. Matt's got a beautiful new haircut. We needed to showcase it. So the attention wasn't all on that tomorrow. Matt Candela, how you doing? I'm good, mate. Yeah. Uh, woke up um, and everyone was sort of debating what the ideal scenario was because we've got this, sort of got this two game uh, spell where ourselves and City both played the same two games and I couldn't find two Arsenal fans who could agree on what the best result was today. Um, but we got a United win. And now there's just so much to pick apart based on that and uh, what that means for the title race. Uh, Matt, just to let you know that I accidentally put us live. So this is a live recording of a podcast, but I think that's fine. I think that's absolutely fine. So um, let's get the table up right now um, because I think part of our uh, part of our hottest of takes is going to be uh, not that screen. It's not that screen either. It's this one. It's Can you that see that? Screen. You oh. got it. It's getting sexier, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Oh no, it's not. It's not really. <laughs> Look at this. Okay, I'm having a nightmare here. We were going too quickly. Um, so Matt, uh, like the Manchester United uh, versus Man City. You watched the game. What did you think of Manchester City's performance? Knowing the uh, Ten Hag is going to do exactly the same against us next week. I thought Man City were pretty poor um, by their own standards. I think it was a very similar performance to the one that we saw against Chelsea, in a way, in that they seem to be coming out really, really slowly at the moment. And I thought first half, it was it, they, they weren't very, very good. And then Pep Guardiola manages to sort of make these both... He's, he's both got the depth off the bench and he seems to be able to make some tactical tweaks that seem to swing the game in their favour... And it was almost a carbon copy of the of the Chelsea game in that um, the opposition had squandered some chances and then they brought on uh, some very expensive super subs and were able to go ahead. Um, and then when that happened, you just thought, oh, it's going to be another one of those. They weren't at their best, but they got a really huge result away from home. And then the whole game turned on its head. And when it turned on its head, you look back and you go, I know Guardiola said at the end, I thought there was our performance was spot on. I didn't. I really didn't. I thought it was laboured and certainly not the Manchester City of old that we saw out there today. Yeah, Manchester City is starting to look a little bit old, like Liverpool. It looked a little bit stale out there. And I, I just wonder whether, you know, it, it feels like all you have to do is make a couple of signings that aren't quite right in the Premier League and things go off course a little bit. Jack Grealish does not look like a hundred million pound player. Don't care what anyone says. Doesn't have the freedom that he had at Aston Villa and he's really struggled to adapt to the Pep system. But I just wanted to get your take on... Um, Haaland today. Haaland looked like peak Giroud 
dropping into midfield. Do you think that Manchester City are lacking a dynamic attacker like Gabby Jesus? And I know I know he didn't score the same amount of goals, but he really added to their play and brought everybody else in. Somebody pointed out on the Twitter.com a little bit earlier that maybe this is a little bit like um, when Manchester United had Ruud van Nistelrooy and everything went through him. Um, and it, it wasn't good for overall play. Um, so I just wanted to get your take on, like, the Premier League always susses players. You're never going to be a 50-goal-a-season striker. Is Haaland starting to, is going to have to go through something to to find his way out the back end? What did you make of, of City and um, and their style of play at the moment? It clearly wasn't his finest performance. And he was sort of leaping around like a salmon trying to get flick-ons to nobody uh, for the majority of the game. Um but we, we're not going to judge him on today. I, I, I think it would be much fairer to judge him on the 20-plus Premier League goals he's already scored in, by January. So I think he's a force. But I do think there's something about... They've definitely lost some fluidity in their attacking play. And I'm not even going to get into Gabriel Jesus. I think it's they're missing someone like Aguero. Uh, and it seems so bizarre that Pep was always... Always seemed to have a doubt about Aguero, even though he never got let down by him. And I think now... Um, they're more potent when they're that sort of free flowing. They've almost they've almost got like a totem pole at the uh, at, at the at the end of or a focal point for their attack now. Whereas previously it was much more fluid. It was almost like snakes coming at you, and they could come at you from any angle. And now it's sort of you know what's going to come at you. It's going to be really really hard to defend, but you have the capabilities to to, to deal with it. Yeah, I, I listen. Harlan's a beast. He scores lots of goals. I just wonder whether the Manchester City style of play needs a little bit more than him um, at certain times. He looked uh, he looked lost out there. He was totally pocketed. Um, and Manchester City just don't seem as scary as they used to. I mean, like, fair play to Man United. I mean, uh, El- El- Ten Hag is doing a really good job of um, creating a cohesive team. I think Piers Morgan has a lot to answer for getting uh, Cristiano Ronaldo that move to Saudi Arabia because that's not that's not good for the league. It was much better him sitting there picking up six hundred thousand a week, being a pain in the ass. Manchester Manchester United looked decent, but decent in the plucky side away from home, looking to break on the counter attack. And they're not a plucky side. They spent two hundred and sixty million last summer. Um, I'd expect the football to be a bit better, but I guess when you're in a development phase. Um, you've got to take it one stage at a time and beating Manchester City at home is absolutely huge. And my problem with it, and the reason that I debated with you and Johnny last week about Man United winning, is that pub run of easy games now looks like it means something. Now Manchester United have got a bit of wind in their sails and going into the Arsenal game with momentum makes makes their confidence... Um, makes their confidence and belief uh, a lot higher. So I'm a little bit concerned about that. Let's... Um, yeah, let's the, take- I mean- the one player who worries me a lot is Casemiro. Uh, I thought he was brilliant today. And I thought when they signed him from Real Madrid, that is, that's retirement. That's retirement money. You know, he's, he's coming to United to basically go the way of many other players. He's a bit old. Uh, he's done it already before. But he doesn't look like he's coming to retire. I thought he was fantastic. Unfortunately. He's passed, what was his past completion rate? 65% in the first half was ghosted by Kevin De Bruyne. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's, he's a good player. He's won how many trophies? Um, but I, I, I think the it's probably good for us that Manchester City played them early because 
now Arteta knows exactly what Eric Ten uh, Hag is going to do next week. And the hope is that he's got a plan. And I also think Arsenal are more dynamic. We're not exactly the same as Manchester City. It's the same fundamentals. And Man United will put up the same strategy. Um, but I think we've got better defenders um, than Manchester City based on form this season alone. And I saw your tweet earlier about Zinchenko. Zinchenko is going to have a banger. I hope. I hope, you know, like having him in the team. Did you see the, uh, there was a little team talk doing the rounds yesterday of Zinchenko leading the dressing room. I was like, I need that. I need that speech tomorrow. I need that speech tomorrow. But let's look at the, the table and the consequences for what is about to happen. Uh, Arsenal's still top of the table. We are five points clear of Manchester City. We've got a game in hand over them. But the ramifications of the Spurs game tomorrow are a little bit scary. I mean, uh, if we if we can beat them, we are 13 points clear of Spurs with a game in hand, which is absolutely monstrous. And if you beat Spurs, then they've got to play Manchester City in the week. All of a sudden, that game becomes an absolute nightmare for them. And they're basically, you, you, they're, they're out of the race. But the key the key when you're winning titles, Matt... Spurs are is, out of the race now, though. Yeah, I know, but they, 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 they get into conversations. Yeah. They get into conversations you don't want them in because it's not an insurmountable gap. Uh, especially when you consider that the team at the top of the league is the most inexperienced team in the league. I just don't want to be in those conversations. But if you beat Spurs tomorrow, then you bury their season. You cast out over Antonio Conte. And then you have Harry Kane going, this is never going to be good at Spurs. That's what we want. But I, I, I keep on referring back to your point. The Invincibles drew 12 games. The best teams in the Premier League, teams that go on to win titles or finish in the top two, they just don't lose important games like Spurs games. They just don't lose them. And if Arsenal come out of the next two games with two points, that is by no means a disaster because we know that we've got consistency against the lesser teams because we've been doing that for, you know, two, two and a half years now. Um, do you have any of your calculations changed for tomorrow or are you just two-footed into a, us needing to win? No, I think... Um... The way I've looked at it since the break is we obviously had that amazing result on the last game before the, the World Cup break where we managed to get a five-point lead. And that just felt stupendous. You know, five-point lead going into the break. And now I'm just like, how can we protect that five-point lead for as long as possible through this difficult run of games? And I think if we could... I always thought if we could get to the end of this run level on points with City and whoever else was behind them, level on points after this really difficult run where we play United, we play Tottenham, we play Manchester City, that would be a successful outcome. And then there's just like a, a sprint to the line. Whereas now I'm like, if we could get to the end of this run with like, you know, a, a five-point lead, that would be amazing. So I sort of see tomorrow as a free hit in a way. Because it's even if we lose, we're still five points clear, which is where we were when we came back from the break. We've got absolutely nothing to lose. The pressure is off in a way for tomorrow. Of course, it's not because it's a North London derby and it's away at Tottenham and we fucking hate them. Um, and we're top of the league. But it's a free hit. Anything is about extending our lead. A point is a brilliant result. Um, and three is transformational. Completely agree with you, Matt. And he, like, Here's what here's what needs to happen. Um, if if we get six points in the next two games, we are favourites for the title. We I can't run from it. You can't run from it. We just have to accept that the there's a good chance that we're going to wrap up the title this season. Where where I would like us to be in March is either ahead in the league 
or within spitting distance. Because this Manchester City team don't look like they've got enough to battle on two fronts. And we know that Pep Guardiola just needs to win the Champions League with Manchester City, then he can resign. And if there is a choice between being fresh for the Champions League and fresh for the league, I think Pep Guardiola is picking the Champions League every time. And that puts Arsenal in pole position. But these these two games, you know, we could lose both of them. You just don't know what's going to happen. I just don't want to be in top four conversations. And if we lose tomorrow, it's a top four conversation again. Because Manchester City is strong. Spurs are strong. They're both more experienced. I think Manchester City are going to... I think Manchester United are going to come unstuck. Let's let's not kid ourselves. They were really lucky today. They've had two massive decisions against the top two clubs. Reminds me a little bit of Spurs beating um, City and Liverpool last season. Like, great, but, you know, you're not going to be able to do it consistently and you've, you've had a lot of luck go your way. Like, that, that Rashford decision was batshit. Like, that was an unbelievably poor decision. He shepherded the ball for Fernandez. You know, uh, Manchester City defenders took the foot off the gas because they thought it was going to be offside. How that wasn't interfering with play. And then you look at the Martin Erdegaard decision um, against Arsenal. They're getting a lot of luck. Things are, things are rolling their way. I don't think that will last for, forever. They're, they're more of a concern for next season. But my word, six points in the next two games would be outrageous. And uh, but, uh, but again, fans can't lose their shit if it's two draws. Or, yeah. or even if there's a loss in there. I think that, you know, three points wouldn't be a disaster either. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's the classic. We've got to take each game as it comes. Tomorrow is absolutely massive. I think if we lost tomorrow, the chances of us getting three points against Manchester United go up. You know, I think we'd we 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 would just be so revved up as well. Um, but tomorrow is tomorrow is a monster, and it's just the usual mix of emotions. Because you know, I'm worried. Um, clearly, I, like I just don't see how we don't concede a penalty tomorrow, because Harry Kane is going to be flopping all over the place from the first minute to the last. And- Craig, Craig Pawson's not really uh, an attention seeker. He's not really the referee that wants to give Harry Kane his record-breaking goal. You know, he's not top tier, but he's also, you also don't think Craig Pawson, terrible ref, which is, which, which is generally a positive not yet. pack of referees, yeah. right? Yeah. I, 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 they, it'll, it'll either be super tight or I think Arsenal will unpick them early. Like just don't, don't rule out Arsenal exploding against them. <laughs> but I don't well, know. I don't know. Well, but, last, yes. I mean, last season we came out, even in that, that, that game that turned to shit, we came out even with a, very depleted team and were decent for the first five, ten minutes. And then it all fell apart, clearly. But we had a game plan that was to go at them. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see whether that's the game plan again uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, right. This is uh, this this close to the whistle is just a, a quick one because we got really excited. Matt, I'm going to go to you for predictions before we close this out. A little 15-minute speciale. Um, Matt, predictions for tomorrow? Um. I think I predicted we're going to win 2-1 and I'm going to stick with it, but it's going to be very, very, very hard. Uh, Tottenham fans are all over my timeline at the moment as well on Twitter, getting a ton of abuse from them. I would love to shut some of them up. It's because you're relevant, Matt. Arsenal are relevant. (laughs) They know this is important. They want to come back to you. Let me tell you, though, get some screen grabs because they'll all be deleting their tweets after the game if we batter them tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go with a draw, a 1-1 draw, and then we beat Man United. And we'll be there. 
and we will be there. We will be there. Okay. All right. That was a uh, a quick close to the whistle podcast. If you like this, give us a five star review and say, hey, we'd like more of these close to the whistles because sometimes we just get too excited and we want to have a little chat because things have happened in the game and we could bring these in as a bit of a feature. Um, but if not, um, enjoy the game. Uh, stay safe. If you're traveling there, we know it gets a little bit wonky up there and make sure that you are on the whistle, whether you're in the car, whether you're on the internet, whether you're anywhere in the world tomorrow, make sure that you're with us because it is going to be spicy after the game tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Uh, Matt, have you got any final words? No, I just echo what you were saying. Uh, Stay safe. Um, Of all the grounds in the Premier League, I think um, it's one of those grounds where when you go as an Arsenal fan, uh, it doesn't matter what your intentions are, uh, they lose their fucking heads. Um, and I think that um, pretty much every other ground in the league, you can go there and not look for trouble and not find it. There's, there is a, theirs is a ground when Arsenal come. They've obviously had many, many decades with a lack of success that has sent them completely uh, just, just mental. And even people who aren't looking for trouble will find it there. So stay safe. Let the team do the talking. And let's take the three points home. What a great way to end the podcast. Thank you for listening. Ciao for now. See you tomorrow. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Sports Social Podcast Network.